This morning's Dharma talk is entitled Leavers of Home, which is a, a way uh, that monks in ancient times were characterized because they, they just packed up and left home. Or their parents kicked them out and said, go study with the Buddha 2,500 years ago. Yeah, quite often I think that the, the Maybe the, the Buddha probably got a little bit exasperated with that. He's getting all these teenagers. You know, go study with the Buddha. Go study. It's a way of not having to deal with a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking, I mean, I only had, what, four or five of them. Oh, my God. So, it's a very interesting idea. Leavers of home. I like to talk about that in a few different ways as a topic. And as uh, those of you who listen to me a lot know that I don't really make up stuff ahead of time. Uh, if, I, if I see a plan for anything, I get a headache. Because there's one thing about a plans I don't like. You ready? They don't work. That's how you know it's a plan. It's something that doesn't work, <laughs> that needs adjusting. So that doesn't mean, don't misunderstand, I don't mean we shouldn't do some planning, but be really tentative about, because things are changing constantly. It's just like, you know, to use an example, uh, no, that won't work. <laughs> huh? Is it plan? What? <laughs> Need all the help I can get. So I do everything mutually, so I, I don't mind questions. Give me a few minutes to get on the roll here and then start interrupting me. Uh, that's a good way to do it. And that way I don't have to keep thinking up stuff. So, uh, again, very mutual situation. Just for this short period of time, turn yourself into a student. Just receive for the next, what, half hour or so. And then when you, when you leave, forget everything I said. Go do your, live your life. If anything there that is connecting with you that is really fundamentally, capital F, fundamentally going to be helpful to you, you won't be able to forget it. And so I'm not, I'm not concerned with you trying to remember anything. So, leavers of home. So the physical, the physical part of that is you actually get up and come to a, a place like this and meditate, or in ancient times you would actually come to a monastery and maybe become a monk at the age of, well, in ancient in Nepal and Tibet, they were little tiny kids, you know, four, five, six. So that was a different kind of culture then. Here it's very complicated. We've got so many different, I mean, it's everything from the religious, political, constant being bombarded by news, changing all the time, and threats from here and threats from here. And, Promises over here and promises over here. Yeah. It's exhausting, as we all know. It's hard to hard to make sense out of any any of it, and that's because it doesn't make sense. Probably <laughs> we can't make sense. If you strain to make sense out of something, then probably you're inventing stuff around it, and you're not really looking at what it is. Leave home. Leave home. All of you should. If you're students, which is a good idea to be a student, not just for my benefit. But for your own benefit, just receive. Just see what's happening to you. Don't Anything that happens, don't believe it. Don't disbelieve it. It doesn't change that sound one bit for you to believe it or disbelieve it. Just receive. Whatever's happening in your life, just receive it. Be a good host, as I said in the meditation instruction. So when I, mean, when I say leave home, I'm saying, I'm talking about leavers of home. I'm saying everyone's a little different because everyone has a different idea of home. Some people had a really difficult home life. Some people wish they were back there when they were eight or nine and their mom and dad were supporting them and taking care of them. All kinds of combinations and nuances between those two polarities. But as uh, if you have an interest in meditation, if it's really strong, you're probably going to become a monk. 
because you want you want to really leave that life behind and really concentrate on being aware, being aware, seeing what is fundamentally true. This is Buddhism is a little different than other religions. Religions, excuse me, it is not better than or worse than. Not here to promote anything. It, it operates a little bit different. Some people need to do Christianity. Do it. I say do it. Do it completely. Nothing wrong. And in fact, and in fiction, it's all right. It's all correct. Go live your life. Try to get a little support from something outside of just this materialistic political environment that we're uh, constantly being showered by ideas. Same with Islam. That's just a different way of working with the spiritual path. This way of working with the spiritual path is to do it uh, by yourself. We have company, we have the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, which are called the Three Jewels. The Buddha is the example, someone who is awake, and but someone who is sane. In other words, no longer at war with anything. That's, that's sanity. No longer fighting with anything anywhere. Also, not running away from anything. So no longer fighting aggression, no longer running away ignorance. And the other one, uh, passion, no longer complicating the thing by projecting more barriers on top of what's in front of you call preconceptions, judgments, evaluations, opinions. You don't need to have opinions. If you have an opinion about anything, look closely at what the, the substrate, what the foundation of any opinion is very shaky. We don't want to see that, if, especially a, a particle physicists do not like looking at that. They're excited by it because they're looking way down in this still tiny world, but they get down there and there's nothing there. So where's the foundation? Now? Well, let's go back to atoms. That's more fun. At least we know what that is. So we know what we think it is. But when you go deep down into that, the nature of reality is has form, but not in the sense that it, we experience it like that kind of form. So insofar as you can, uh, leave home. So insofar as you can, let go. And I don't often use that word, let go. At least look at the way you are attached, that might be a better way of saying it, to certain ideas and opinions. You don't have to let go, but if you see the way you're hanging on to things out of some kind of fear, uh, maybe you can uh, take a break. Maybe you can take a break. Maybe you can take a break from it. Just, just for a while. See what that space is like. Take a break for 10 minutes. Don't believe, it. Don't believe or disbelieve anything. Give, give your intelligence, your incredible, innate, Buddha nature, your innate wisdom that is covered by concepts and ideas created by hope and fear, created by not wanting this, wanting more of this, but afraid of that. Take a break. Eh, don't take a break. You do it. You look at this. You listen, and then do whatever you need to do. There's no, there's nothing to correct. If you think there's something to correct, that you're jumping onto something that you don't even understand and trying to change its shape based on self-centeredness, ego which is promoted by the, the three poisons of passion, aggression, ignorance, and also the bandits of hope and fear. The bandits of hope and fear are like little gremlins hiding in the bushes, and they will come out and uh, steal your wisdom, lead your wisdom off into the uh, wilderness of belief and disbelief. <clears throat> so believers of home, in order to see, in order to see the way in which you're attached to things, it seems to be necessary to do Sitting meditation it seems to be necessary to uh, do this. This is sitting meditation. I can give you instruction without even saying a word, but I'll start out by saying, sit down, hold still, and observe. Something about not moving the body 
moves the awareness that, that seems to be uh, tied into body movements, it allows that awareness to, to float. You could say just an image, just a metaphor, float up into the mind stream and watch the way things keep operating there so that you can really get to know yourself on a really deep level. That's all this is. This is not about becoming peaceful. It's not that that couldn't be a side effect of it. But if you think that you have a motivation to become peaceful, this is spiritual materialism. You don't use a spiritual path in order to get over here. You, you think about that. You have to think in that way because it's a relative uh, construct. But if you if you put too much weight into that, then you find that you you're just you've actually taken the spiritual path, the wisdom path, which belongs to no one, doesn't belong to Buddhism. Buddhism is just a somebody twenty five hundred years ago built a ladder, and then he showed it to others, and they thought I'm not making things up. I'm sure there's several of them that didn't think this, but the ones I'm thinking of thought maybe that would be a, a a better way. Maybe that would give us some kind of a construct for moving closer to what is fundamentally important, what is fundamentally real. We only have so long to live here. And I'm not saying that we're not going to be born again in Sumatra or Borneo or Tanabogogalutu, which is an island in the South Pacific. I've never been there. I don't want to go there. I want to stay here. So I'm not saying uh, about, um, there's no um, uh, consequence that I'm particularly concerned about. On the other hand, there are incredible consequences. Look at how, just take any little part of your life where you've gone this way instead of this way, or gone this way instead of that way, or that way instead of this way, changing and changing and changing. It looks like we have so much control. Nope, we don't have. We have some, but in order to see how much actual control you have, you have to look uh, for a long periods of time at how little control you have. Then you find the area where you actually can uh, act. Levers of home. So leave, when I say levers of home, I'm also saying, uh, besides the physical, one of the ways to leave home is do what the people who, six people who are practice residents here live in this uh, temple monastery. They uh, talked to me and they looked at this situation on some level. We talked about it together. And then he, no one was sold a bill of goods on anything. They would come to me and say, I think I'd kind of like to live there. And I would say something like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is what this involves. Six and a half hours a day of sitting meditation, unless you have a job or have some other thing that you're doing. That's, that's, a, that's a chunk of time. That's leaving home. That's uh, you actually are saying, rather than do this and this and this, I'm going to come sit down and I'm going I'm to train my mind because this, something about these, these teachings inspire me to go deeper into this, to actually let go of a simple way, just to step. It's difficult because we've got our families saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're going to turn into a vegetable. That's why we named the house behind us Asparagus House. So we said, no, that's the vegetable. People live there. So a preconception, quite often people about meditation have intense preconceptions about it. And I would say, do not meddle with people's preconceptions. Don't do it. They just get stronger. If you start disagreeing with someone, they start to get stronger because they are defending their their sensitivity to uh, based on hope and fear. People are very fearful. Sometimes they don't even. Sometimes, most of the time, people don't even know how much fear is operating there because they've got it so covered up, and they, they can even say, eh, "It seems to be working okay. Why would I come and look at the wall? I feel fine." And I would say, as a Buddhist monk, I would say, trust yourself, do whatever you need to do. I'm not here to sell you anything.
But if you get in trouble, I'm happy to talk to you. And what would I say? Probably not much. I would listen. And, I mean, Hakanan. <laughs> <laughs> what are some preconceptions, common preconceptions that people have about um, meditation that sort of seals yes. off their fear? Well, people might think uh, that meditation is a uh, is a way to uh, put yourself to sleep so you ignore the world and ignore yourself. And sometimes people, especially in this uh, political climate, uh, people are accused of you know, things like, they say it like you need to get off that cushion and get out into the world and carry signs and do this and that and the other thing. Or you need to uh, uh, make, make something of your life. What are you doing wasting your life looking at the wall just because that old man said you should, which... Uh, that kind of preconception of belief uh, based on, on thinking about it rather than actually doing it. Someone who comes and sits down and does this or lives here for a while sees that that's not exactly what's going on. It might even become less clear what's going on because, because each person is here with a different kind of dynamic. It's not operating out of belief. It looks like it to people outside looking, oh, they all believe in the Buddha. They're all worshiping the Buddha. Just if they just see we're bowing to them, no, we're not bowing to uh, to some el somebody else. You're bowing when you're doing this. You're doing a form that you're respecting your own wisdom mind. You're showing respect. You've, you've you've actually decided at some point, or something has decided for you. You are going to look at the, the fundamental quality of your mind, and in order to do that, it seems necessary to have some kind of a form. So we just use the forms we were given. My, I have to use the forms that my teachers gave and and the lineage down through the centuries that has come forth from uh, the basic teaching of the Buddha, which is what? Everything is dependently arisen. You can contemplate that the rest of your life. You, if you contemplate that, probably don't even have to meditate. Yes, sir? Is it possible for someone to, um, to unwillingly or not even uh, try to, but um, all of a sudden uh, go into a state of meditation? And possibly like casual. And also the second thing is that would there be a chance I might be able to speak with you for a few moments one on one right today? Come back on Wednesday. Are you gonna be around Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. I'll be I don't have time. I have too many interviews already lined up. We've had some illness, haven't been able to talk to people much, so I have several lined up, so I need to talk to those people first. But yes, we can talk talk on Wednesday. Come put your name on the board out there. Have you done that? No. Yeah, do that. More? State of meditation is to address that question is in order to find out what meditation is, you have to do a whole lot of what you think is meditation until then you find out what meditation actually is. Meditation is very boring. Well, if I can elaborate, go ahead. Um, one day I was just sitting there doing something, and I was it just so happened to have my legs crossed, and I was doing a repetitive motion. I was actually rolling cigarettes, and I was mm -hmm. making a pyramid, unwittingly, but okay, uh, go ahead. Day, and yeah. I was listening to music that was calming, and I and I feel like I had an outer body experience mm -hmm. where I don't know yes. if it's a part of this whole thing. I'm very new to this. Yeah. Um, What's your question? I, I follow what you're saying. What's your question? I guess I'll just speak with you about it on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, that's I'm not denying the value of your experience. That 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 kind of thing uh, tends to help us look around a little bit. But it's not it's not meditation. It's not samadhi. It's uh it's uh, in the Japanese traditions it's called makyo or illusion. It's just intense illusion, so therefore we contrast it with the rest of our life. Whoops, I just my body just left. Well, bodies are the consciousnesses are leaving bodies all the time. We just aren't aware of it. 
leaves every time you go to sleep. Yes. How can we um, maintain our self in between hope and fear? No, don't maintain. Maintain is a is a maintain is the language of uh, of ego. So it's not wrong. All you have to do is just see that you're trying to keep something a certain way. And the way to, if you want fundamental stability, you have to look at the instability over and over and over and over again and so that you can see the, the, the way in which you're unstable. It's difficult because it's like deliberately feeling bad. And that's why meditation is sometimes called uh, voluntary discomfort. You're actually... You know, there's some kind of higher inspiration that's happening that you can't quite put words around or understand, and very difficult to explain to your family because you don't even understand it in words. But you know you need to do this, and therefore you come in over and over and over again, and you begin to train your mind to see more clearly until there's some kind of a breakthrough, which can take months, years. Uh, you might just live the whole life with inspiration and no awakening. But it doesn't matter. That that part of it is not it's not about it's not a materialistic approach. It doesn't matter what happens. It just what matters is find out who you are. Get on this path and stay there until until you understand totally, until your wisdom mind completely uh starts to shine out through everything else. That's possible for everyone here. It just takes a lot of what do we call it? Work. Yes, work. Warren? David. What is receiving in the context of the uh you leave home or, or move away from your concepts, preconceptions, and so on, or your physical house, or like you do, drive here, here from Kalamazoo all the time. I don't know why there isn't anything here. For you. <laughs> but you show up and you practice and you practice. And uh, so the, the receiving is uh, you come over here and then you sit down, you hold still, and you just receive. You practice receiving whatever is happening. That's why I say there's nothing to correct. But if, you're, if your body's in motion even slightly, you know, moving around this way or that way, or is allowed, you could say allowed, to just kind of hang out, then the consciousness, the awareness part of that amazing situation we call consciousness uh, is kept, kept busy. That's why people like to uh, do really physical things. Sometimes people will jog in order to just kind of get away from the, because it feels good to do that to some people, not everyone. And so the idea of uh, uh, receiving, is that it? Yeah. yeah, receiving means that you're pulling yourself away from uh, from everything that is uh, is kind of uh, force feeding you. You know, turn on the news. You know, I'm not saying turn off the news. I'm saying watch the news a little bit so you have an idea of what's happening in your world or what appears to be our world. But then take some time out and sit down and just receive. So the receiving is just. Uh, opening all the doors, all the six sense fields, including the mind. Just open all those doors, sit down, and just be a receiver. So just whatever, be a good host. Sit down, and whatever comes, turn nothing away. And don't turn it away by actually pushing on it. And don't turn it away by uh, judging it or evaluating or, get, or uh, amplifying your fear about it. But have a willingness to just receive. Give everything the benefit of the doubt, including the words you're hearing now. Give it the benefit of the doubt. Believe nothing, disbelieve nothing. That's difficult. That's that's quite an interesting area to look at what you believe and what you disbelieve. What makes a good host? Uh, stillness and silence. And uh, the other one that's hard to understand, perhaps, and that is uh, compassion. You can't do compassion. You are compassion. You are that. You just have to work with it so that the layers uh, that are protecting the self-centeredness, protecting that.
and then that. Then there's no center. It is a uh, uh, it is a center without a fringe and a fringe without a center, or not. More? Yes, Miss. Okay. Um, my question for you is: when we're meditating with our eyes open, it's clear that we're observing nature or whatever is in front of us, or like you said, the thoughts that arise in our mind. However, when we meditate with our eyes closed. Could that be considered us observing what is internal? No. More? Please. So to elaborate with your permission, I would say that when you close your eyes, you are you are uh, um, softening the receivers so that you can internalize. And the illusion that you're getting somewhere by looking within, uh, there's something to that to some extent. If you do enough of it, you have to do a whole lot of it. But opening the eyes... Uh, we live our life with our eyes open. So the eyes open meditation is more difficult. If I'm sitting like this and I close my eyes, if I can stay awake, you know, I, I kind of feel better. I can actually soothe myself. So again, not wrong. We're not saying that you should never close your eyes. You, you personally, anyone in here may need to sit and close their eyes for a while and just relax and soften everything up and may do, do some of that. But the insight part, the wisdom mind needs to be eyes open. Even if you're looking at a wall, just just uh, the acknowledgement of space between you, what you think is you, and and the wall, that's that needs to be included in the uh, the, the meditation process, uh, as I understand it. Good question. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, yes, sir. Um, back to the concept of control. Yes. What is the contrast between the patently risen and orchestrated? And paraphrase yourself. Is everything orchestrated, or is the patently risen? So I understand now what you're saying. And I think you understand better what you're asking. Perhaps. That means I can give you a real complicated answer. <laughs> to use the word orchestrated is implies or, or refers to some kind of orchestrator or director or conductor. And there doesn't seem to be one. This does not mean that things aren't orchestrated, but they don't. It's like, a, it's like, a, uh, it's like an orchestra with no conductor because the, the consciousness that is there is, is completely has left and it just permeates everything. So you're not separate. If you sit there and you see what is around you, you may never come again. You may never come here again. If you see the truth, you don't have to come back here because you're, you're, you're such an integral part of everything is that, is or, that looks like it's orchestrated that you no longer uh, have to impute uh, a conductor. Right now you're imputing, if I may, Say so. You're imputing someone who is doing stuff. You think you came here. You think you're sitting here. You think you're asking a question. I'm not doing that. Nor am I not not doing it. Is that right? Not not. No. So the self-centeredness uh, takes time, but it, but it's because we get fearful about losing ourselves. We feel we need a reference point. So we kind of uh, protect ourselves with ideas and thoughts and opinions and so on. But you come into this kind of a path, it's a spiritual path. So if there's a, if, if in this kind of a path there is someone teaching who has an understanding of that, then he, she, or they can actually relate to you where you're at and help you without meddling with you, without meddling with your karma, can help you uh, begin to see more deeply into who you are and possibly even discover your own awakened nature or Buddha nature. When you, if you realize what Buddhism is, Buddhism vanishes. Because Buddhism is just a raft, it's just a way to do this. Can you imagine doing this out in the parking lot with parkas on? 
you know, sitting on garbage cans. There's some people that teach that way. They think, well, you have to be really, can't have any of this fancy stuff. I disagree. At one time, I might have, I might have agreed with that. It was probably 20 years ago, I might have walked. We have several questions that have come in. The first one from Shane out in California. Who is he? <laughs> he asks, do we have some control in changing the patterns of thought in this body-speech-mind complex? Yes, but only, only when you actually see the way you don't have control. You have to see that. There's assumptions about control that get in the way of seeing the actual truth of how the mind works. When the mind is operating from a central uh, paranoid uh, uh, <coughs> bureaucracy that is paranoid about and this and that and is constantly chattering at itself about uh, through hope and fear and all of that, it's, uh, it's hard to see what's fundamentally right in front of you. And there's, there, this shows up all over the place. Beyond the physical leaving of familiarity, leaving patterns, yes. is there a more subtle thing that's occurring when we leave home? Yes. Sitting in, the, like in your case, you're sitting, you left home, you live here, you're a practice resident, you're a close student of mine, so you, you're taking my suggestions, <laughs> meditate a lot, come in here, sit down, hold still, watch the way in which you're still clinging to ideas, opinions, hopes, and fears. Anytime a fear comes up, don't try to get rid of it, don't try to justify it, don't explain it. Don't munch on it. Don't don't ignore it, or you know, go to some other situation. But just just be with it. Just be with it. That's your dharma gate. That's the way you find out reality. Find reality is going not not uh, some kind of suicidal thing, but just marching right into your fear. Just a, a metaphor for it. Actually, just sitting here and not not getting out of it. A willingness to be, as my teacher Chungpa Rinpoche once said, just a willingness to be a fool. If you're not willing to be a fool, if you're always covering up your uh, kind of fear of looking bad or being foolish or, you know, making a mistake, then you just spend your whole life, you know, laminating things over your called opinions and ideas and hopes and fears. But if you come here, you leave home, you have to start by sitting down with your body-mind complex, hold still, and it won't be long, a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, five years. It's hard to say. That's such a relative situation that... And it's so unique to each person. But sit down, hold still, and watch it. You've already had this experience. You've been here over a year. So you've already had some experience of things uh, changing and so on. But the interesting thing about this, in fact, it's extremely interesting, is since you're always who you are, uh, you may not notice any change in yourself, but others will. And if you have a teacher, the teacher especially will. But he or she or they may not compliment you on that. Yes. A question from Sean uh, from Ramsey, Minnesota. He asks, how does one seek to meditate more without being spiritually materialistic? Set your alarm and get up. <laughs> <laughs> and don't use a broken alarm clock. <laughs> oh, my alarm didn't go off there. Guess I get to, get to go and plant pineapples today. Oh, that's right. He's in Ramsey. He's not going to plant any pineapples up there. <laughs> Where did she go? Oh, there she is. A question from Sato in Bellevue. Sato. She asks, householders generally aren't in a position to become leavers of home, but are there ways a householder can adopt more of an attitude of a leaver of home? 
So I think, especially in our society, you can't, some people can't do this. So I, I think if you can, good. If you can't, then, then stay home and, and practice there. Have a way to sit, have a, have a someplace that you sit, have a cushion to sit on or a chair and some kind of a reminder. It can be as little as a, a box or a table with some flowers on it, that that's all it's for. Excuse me. If it helps to offer incense, do that. If it helps to have a picture of the Buddha or image, do that. But not required, as far as I'm concerned. Everything uh, I require, somebody's going to function as a student of mine, is that you practice meditation. You need to practice some. Five minutes a day, three minutes a day. Sometimes people have, sometimes people have the downside of not being able to practice very much is, uh, is probably should practice more. But the upside of being able to not practice, not being able to practice much is probably when you do practice, the reason it's difficult to keep doing that is you're looking exactly at what you need to see. That what you need to see is extremely difficult. And so, therefore, the, the ego comes up with ideas. Well, I, I'm probably doing this wrong. I don't really need to meditate. Uh, I need to do something else. My meditation is playing golf. And this is not incorrect. I'm just saying that's quite circular. You, know, you play golf, you play golf. You get better and you get worse. You get better. Like, who's that guy? The guy who got was really, really good, and then all of a sudden he got really, really bad. Yeah. What's that about? Don't you just get good and stay good? Nope. Like some singers sing and sing and sing and then they get old. And I can't sing anymore. Unless you're 20 bad. Or, yeah, or unless you're dead. Because then you can sing all you want. Yes. A question from Sheldon down in uh, Union City. Sheldon. He asks, is leaving home a way to break away from entertainment? Yes. But the breaking away... Uh, uh, takes time. You you come in and you practice and you see. Uh, it takes a while for the actual boredom to come up. You sit and you sit and you start to get really really bored. And then you then there's a breakthrough usually that goes from kind of the anxious kind of boredom into kind of a refreshing kind of boredom. It's like you're sitting and there's a kind of overall realization that this is really good to sit here and do nothing. It's really good to sit here and just watch the thoughts come and go come and go. Kind of like watching a stream where the leaves have fallen in the, the stream and they're just floating by. Your thoughts are just floating by. One is not any better or any worse than any other ones. But you don't miss anyone. Everyone has a different shape. So, um, yeah, what I just said. Shane has another question. I bet he does. Uh, he asks, is the protective part part of the paranoid bureaucracy? Yes. yes. Yeah, you're protecting something that isn't even real. Ego is not real. It, just realizing that there's no solid self in the skandhas or in, in the, the, the form, feeling, perception, concepts or thinking process, and consciousness of the six sense seals and their object. There's no solid me there. You say we say me, we say I, but if you look at it through meditation practice, awareness practice, you see there's, there's nothing solid there. And so you, it's a big relief. It's called awakening. So the body is. Yeah, form, feeling, perception, concept, or it is, it isn't, I like it, I don't like it, it's good, it's bad, I should, I shouldn't, and consciousness, or all of the sense fields just receiving, receiving, also some, six of them receiving their uh, various objects, odors, tastes, that all gets together and says me, and then it worries. <laughs> if you take one more question. Okay. Is there... Uh protection in leaving home? What do you mean by protection? Initially, 
seems like insecure to let go. Yeah. And, but in overall, I think larger picture, of course, there is, but we don't even see it. It's uh, it's that's about as close as the Buddhist practice comes to faith. Actually, just giving something a benefit of the doubt. You heard the teacher, you heard the teachings, you've talked to the sangha or the community, you've read the material, you practice some meditation, and you can, you can realize that your fear about this is kind of. Uh, it's not that it's baseless. It's just that it's based on things that haven't really been inspected. Like who you are, as it is said in the in various traditions, it says, uh, what is real? In other words, who you really are is not threatened. There's no way you can threaten the spiritual realization. The body, it's not just the body. The physical body is come and gone and come and gone and come and gone. Here we are again, addressing the same situation. And so, this, yeah. yes, yes. We need to stop and go to daily Dharma gathering. So why don't you explain stuff? And I'd also like to remind everybody we do have donation boxes out in the hallway. We appreciate and need all of the support you can give us financially to support these teachers. May we bear this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together.